Welcome to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Norman, former perfectionist, people pleaser, and rule follower who woke up one day and realized I'd been living somebody else's dream because of my fear of stepping outside the lines. That's why I started this podcast, to interview authors, entrepreneurs, and everyday people who learn to overcome their fears and obstacles in order to live the life of their dreams, to shine the light on how we can live the life of our dreams. Welcome back to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. We're continuing with the series of What Keeps Us Stuck. And today I have a very, very, very special guest. Her name's Colleen Frazier, and she'll introduce herself in a little bit. We're recording here in London, England today, and so if the sound quality isn't quite what it usually is, you know, we couldn't travel with all the microphones, and you're going to figure out why we're here in just a few minutes. But kind of going along with the theme of what keeps us stuck, the theme of this episode is what keeps us stuck is when our world gets too small. So when we're so engrossed in our own little world that we can't see what's around us and get perspective. So with that in mind, I'm going to introduce Colleen, my bestest friend since we were six years old and we somehow wound up in um, the UK together. So Colleen, how about a little bit about yourself? And um, also, I would like to mention her husband was a previous guest, Tony Frazier. It was a very good episode. Um, but how did we wind up here <laughs> in England in 2022? Yeah, hi. Um, so, Carrie and I have been friends since we were little, and we have been reminiscing this whole entire trip about our childhood and different things we have been um just you know basically going through different memories that we had and i remembered some things and she remembered other things and it has been just such a joy to take this trip together and um carrie and i after we graduated high school we did do a little trip um in when we, our senior year of high school which we'll talk about that briefly here in a second but um, after we left, I went off to college, she went off to college, um, I got married, started having kids, and we kind of lost track of each other for, I would say, about 20 years. At least, yeah. Yeah, and about five years ago, we reconnected when Carrie was home visiting for Christmas, and we've um, gotten together ever since, every time that she's been back to Oregon. I live in Oregon, obviously Carrie lives in Louisiana, so it's not as um, easy for us to connect on a daily basis, but... Um, but yeah, once we uh, both started getting closer to the big 5-0, we started talking about doing something exciting, and uh, that's kind of what brought us here. Yeah, so. and so this past Christmas, so that would be Christmas of 2021, uh, we were going, we were out to eat together, and we'd been tossing around the idea of a trip. You know, we're turning 50, we have to do something monumental. So in that restaurant, uh, we decided to book it. We said, if we don't book it, it'll always be um, something we'll get to in the future. Someday we'll do that. But we mm -hmm. we got out our credit cards <laughs> and we booked our flight to to London that day and to uh, celebrate us turning 50. And I would like to say here, when when Colleen said we hadn't really been connected in 20, 25 years, we hadn't. So. We did a lot together as children, but we came on this trip as kind of relative, um, not strangers, but never having even spent one night together. <laughs> and then we decided to spend two weeks. So we didn't know how we would travel together. That's always, you know, can be awkward. Um, but we decided that we were just gonna kind of roll with it. We didn't have a strict itinerary and that kind of worried some of our friends and family <laughs> we had literally a plane ticket and we had a place to stay in London and our plan was start in London for a few days then go to Scotland then go to um, Ireland well let me back up here because so when we first started planning the trip in December first of all it was kind of risky putting a big fat plane ticket on our credit cards right after Christmas so that was <laughs> like an act of faith right there 
Um, so we went ahead and booked the tickets. And then about a month later, I started telling people, of course, that I was going. And everybody started asking me questions and offering all kinds of advice. And same with Carrie. And so then we thought, you know, gosh, we're about six weeks from when we're supposed to go. Let's start, let's start having some Zoom calls and, and try to plan this trip. Well, we are both so busy in our jobs that um, it was tough. And finally, I just called Carrie and I said, I hope you're not planning on me doing this whole planning of this trip because... <laughs> I am really busy too and I don't know what you want to do and we've both never been there and she said to me you know what I am fine with just winging it as we go and I was fine with it too and so that took a huge amount of pressure off like like she said we knew we were we knew we were going to get there we knew we had our first four days covered and after that we really just wanted to um to see to see what we wanted, just to see what we wanted to do and get advice from our Uber drivers. I know that sounds really risky, but um, <laughs> that's pretty much what we did. Right. <clears throat> the first night, so we decided to take a bunch of pictures naturally, as you would. Um, so I had also brought a journal. I was going to keep a journal of things. And, but so many people before we left um, told us, please send pictures, uh, you know, we want to live vicariously through you, whatever, this has always been on my bucket list. And so I thought, well, instead of sending pictures to 20 people separately, I'm just going to do a journal on Facebook with various pictures from the day. Now, it may seem like we added a lot, but we filtered them down a lot too. <laughs> so basically every night... <laughs> Colleen was the good picture taker, let's just put it that way, and she has the better phone. So she'd send me the pictures, I would decide which ones went in the post, and then I'd write the post, she'd approve the pictures, <laughs> I would read her the post as a bedtime story <laughs> every night, and then if it was okay, we'd press go. So that was our routine every single night. And we're on night 12 right well, now. Well, except for last night when I fell asleep. <laughs> That's true. I fell asleep and she kept, I guess she was trying to wake me up to read me the, the post and I didn't wake up. So that's too bad. So anyway, there is that Facebook diary um, also. And so hopefully if you're listening to this, you can get a little bit more of the background scoop that we weren't able to put in there. Because really the point of this all uh, as with the whole podcast, is to inspire you, you and me living our everyday lives, to do something to get you out of the rut that you may be in. And you might not be in one, but I was in one big time. <laughs> and so when you're in that rut, you know, you wake up every day, you do the same thing over and over. Your life is pretty small, it can be. And it's not to say that everybody has to travel to another country, but it has it has given us a lot of perspective on, you know, the world is big. People are both the same and different everywhere, and it just it just makes you feel you're a part of something bigger. I don't mm -hmm. know how else to say that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and that you can accomplish things that you never thought you could. And, and, and I mean, this doesn't sound like we were running a triathlon or anything, because that certainly would not be something I would be interested in at this point. But we were able to accomplish things like managing uh, the buses and the underground and even just getting from the airport. Well, we found each other, first of all, because I flew in from Oregon. She flew in from Louisiana. We got into the airport within about 20 minutes of each other, and we didn't know if we were going to be able to find each other. So, you know, trusting that our cell phone plans were going to connect us. And then once we actually found each other and got our luggage, um, we knew that we that we could do this because we were doing this together. So okay. then we just literally took it one day, sometimes one minute or hour at a time, and navigated some things that were pretty scary, actually. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we had some uh, circumstances that we'll we'll talk about a little bit. But one of the things we, one of the patterns we kind of naturally fell into was uh, working with our strengths. So Colleen is the Airbnb queen. So what and we, Uber. And Uber. And Uber, yes. And so what we do, like when we were in London, she, she got on and she booked our next leg of the trip for housing in Scotland. And then my job, I am a little better with sense of direction and that sort of thing. So 
Um, I did all the train bookings and the underground bookings. Um, in London, we did a lot of underground and then our train trips, different places. So it was a, a good combination because <laughs> neither yeah. of us wanted to do what the other one was doing. Which was kind of funny because when we took our trip to San Francisco when we were 18, um, I drove because I was co- a little more confident in driving and Carrie had a paper map that she navigated and told us told, told me where to turn. So it's it, once again, our strengths haven't changed a lot. Technology has definitely improved, but... But we were talking about that too. We were joking around about how that was that was a lot of fun when we had our paper maps and no I had cell phone, no cell phone, and a stick shift car in <laughs> California traffic. Um, but that's not what we're talking about today. But <laughs> that was our last memory of traveling together. So yeah. So I guess um, I'd like to kind of hop right into kind of some things that happened while we were on our trip, starting with uh, London in England when we first when we first got there and luckily most places had Uber our first Uber experience was a little different though (laughs) yeah so yeah we we ordered the Uber and she came and picked us up at the airport and and she wasn't entirely sure of where exactly we needed to be dropped off so we were heading in the general direction well then she got um, sidetracked because she was pointing out all of the sites because she knew we were American and hadn't ever seen any of this so she was pointing out this and that and different things and all of a sudden we're on the street where we're supposed to be and she kind of zones back in and and looking around, she's like, oh, I don't, I don't know where the address is, or I don't know where it is. I haven't ever been here before. And pretty soon we're heading, and we're heading over, heading toward Tower Bridge, which is a pretty significant um, bridge in London. And she just pulls over to the side of the road. And she's like, well, we're on the right street. It's, it's back there somewhere. It's, it's back there somewhere. She's like, but you have to get out right now because I'm not parked in the right spot. And we're like, okay, we have 50 pound suitcases, a backpack, we haven't slept in 30 hours, and we're just supposed to go and find our um, our hotel. So I pulled out my Google Maps, I think, and just put in the address again, and we realized we were probably about... Almost a half mile. Almost a half mile away from our, our location, but we found it, and we didn't even know what we were looking for. We didn't, I mean, the streets, anyway, everything is just, everything is just different. Um, so we were laughing and we found it. <laughs> we got in there, we got, you know, got settled and we went up to our room and it was gorgeous. We had, it was so, it was such a, a relief just to see that we were actually here. We made it and the decor in our first room was just our first kind of little, I guess it was kind of a studio apartment. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was our first experience, but yeah. So that was, um, we got into our room Oh, uh, maybe like six o'clock at night on on Sunday. So, no. was it because our flights got in? Our flights got in at like noon, didn't they? Anyway, anyway. afternoon. Sorry, but yeah. we had been up and traveling all night, but mm-hmm. we didn't want to miss a minute. So <laughs> the second we got to our ho- our our Airbnb, we decided we we're going to go start exploring. And there happened to be a pretty busy um, street that had a lot of uh, coffee places and restaurants and things <laughs> like that. So this was a Sunday afternoon evening. Um, our the the guys at the desk told us to go down that street and that we'd find something to eat, and we did. Um, we didn't know really the difference between like a pub that serves food and a restaurant, but we we found out. So we, we found a place to eat, and it was uh, they were serving Sunday roast. That's a popular meal um, in England on Sundays. We happened to be in a pub that served food. So we walked in, and we stood there, and um, eventually a, a person that worked there came up and seated us and gave us a menu. So naturally, we thought, okay, they're going to come take our order. This is what we do. But we sat there and sat there and sat there. <laughs> and we were for, starving. <laughs> right. For probably 30 minutes. Yeah. And it was busy, but but we didn't want to be the Americans going, excuse me, excuse me, you know, anything like that. So we started observing what other people were doing. And they would come in the door. They'd go straight to the bar. They would get a drink. 
um, it didn't have to be alcoholic, whatever, they'd get a drink, and then they'd go to their table, and soon after that, food would come. <laughs> so we ended up going up there and um, ordering a drink, and then kind of realizing that we needed to order our food up there and then that they would bring it they didn't come take our order so that was kind of lesson number one there yeah yeah and our first meal was was great we we had both read about sunday roast being a um you know some, kind of a staple in in london and so we definitely wanted to try that and there was a few differences it really it, it actually tasted delicious because we were so hungry uh for real food we'd been snacking for the last day and a half so so that was fun but it, it did come with uh, it did come with bread pudding, so we were like, oh good, we get to try bread pudding, this sounds great. Um, and so the, the dish comes, and it's a nice beautiful roast with potatoes and carrots and everything, and there's this big gigantic, what fried, would you call it? Yeah. Fried blob. No, it wasn't even a blob, <laughs> it was like a fried elephant ear, but it was but it was curved up and it was like kind of in the shape of a bowl or whatever, and it was huge, it took over, over half the plate. And we're like, what the heck is this? And so we didn't know what it was. So Carrie just took hers. She took one taste of it. You're like, she's like, it's bland, whatever. I'm not going to waste calories on this. So she just took it off and put it on the table. And I took a bite of mine. I was like, well, maybe this is, you know. Then we finally figured out that it was actually the bread pudding. Uh, but then not, the waitress. Not bread. Yorkshire. Or, or Yorkshire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yorkshire pudding. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I think I said bread pudding earlier. Anyway, so, but because she had sat it on the table, the waitress came by and was almost offended. Like, oh, you didn't like this? Like, you know, what, what was this? Or what, why didn't you like this? What was wrong with it? And, and I don't know where, what you said. But. I kept trying to say, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I'm sure it's cooked well and properly. It's just not my I don't care cup for of tea. It. <laughs> you know, so that got a little awkward. But, you know, we tried to learn, and I went into this saying, I'm going to try the food um, in every country, whatever they're known for, however it sounds good or bad or whatever, I'm going to try it. And mm -hmm. so that pretty much played out. Now, I did try that. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it, and so I didn't want those calories. <laughs> I chose to have them in other ways. But anyway, that was the first day. Mm -hmm. And then... The second day we were there, we had already planned with Colleen's friend, who was from um, near London, that we were going to take a trip to the Cotswolds, which, if you're not familiar with that area, it's it's kind of hard to explain. It's an older um, kind of country part of England, and there's little villages that are, you know, they have extremely old houses. Um, but the village kind of has everything there. So there, there's little restaurants, there's houses, there's shops. It's and storybook. It yeah. Is, it's storybook area. Mm -hmm. And so she took us all over to probably 15 different villages. We asked her some of these questions about how to order food in the pubs and, mm -hmm. and all that. And so she did confirm that usually you go up to the bar and order the food. Sometimes not, but you just ask them. So... We just wanted to get confirmation that um, we weren't crazy. We didn't, we didn't want to do the wrong thing, but you, we also didn't want to be obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she took us to a lot of really, a lot of really cool places to hike and to walk and see beautiful areas. And and we failed to mention earlier, um, driving in London, driving in England. Obviously, as you know, it's it's backwards. It's opposite it's of what we're used to. It's not backwards. It's opposite of what we're used to in the U.S. So it's not backwards. It's right. opposite. <laughs> so we were very grateful to have a driver that day. <clears throat> we made a conscious decision when we came that we weren't going to rent a car knowing that neither of us could navigate driving on the left-hand side of the road from the right-hand seat of the car and not be a threat to public safety because... <laughs> First of all, London's crazy, but then even outside of that, we would huh. not have done well. So, trains and underground be became our best friend. So, we did take a train to the Cotswolds, and then she drove us around out there. The next day was our day to explore um, London itself. And so, we knew we had a lot to get in that day, and we started early. We hit it hard all day long. Yep. So we did all the touristy things. Um, we went to the London Eye, 
which is basically this huge, I call it like Ferris wheel, but you're in these big enclosed containers with a bunch of people, and it goes really slowly all the way around, so you have good views of uh, London. Mm -hmm. We saw Big Ben. We mm -hmm. went saw Big Ben and walked over several of the bridges, and then we went on the river. The, um, a boat tour. Boat tour so that we could get a better view. My absolute favorite bridge was Tower Tower Bridge? Mm -hmm. Tower Bridge. Um, I have probably 20 pictures of it because it just, it's got some blue on it and it was absolutely my favorite bridge. Um, so that was really neat. And of course the song, as a child, London Bridge is falling down. <laughs> I can confirm they are not falling down. <clears throat> so that was really fun. And then after that, we, I think we, Wait, we oh. went up river, um, oh, yeah. to Greenwich where we dropped off and stayed a, a couple of hours and ate lunch where, by the way, I got the best pizza that I had in all of mm. uh, the three countries that we were we are we were in because I decided to try pizza in each place. But anyway, we mm -hmm. went there, we shopped, we came back by the river. Mm -hmm. Then at that point, I think we went in um, to rest. Yeah, as I say, we came back to the the room. We were kind of getting a little tired. We rested for maybe 30 or 40 minutes. And we made our plans for the next day. Oh, yeah. To where we were going to, uh, we made our train reservation and all that for mm -hmm. the next day. But then we realized we had not seen Buckingham Palace yet. And um, we debated, should we go and see it? And we're, th we're thinking, okay, we're exhausted because this is like day three. And we're, we didn't really have any time to adjust to the um, time difference because we didn't want to. We just wanted to pick up right, you know, on local time. So we were both kind of feeling exhausted on day three. So we um, we decided to head out. And by the time we made it to Buckingham Palace, I think we took trains, right, underground. Mm -hmm. um, that whole square area, it was dark, but we got some phenomenal photos of the palace at night. So that was really fun. I was really hoping to see the queen, but... Apparently she already went to bed or something. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> and actually, that was our first day that we braved the the underground system. Mm -hmm. We'd been kind of avoiding it. We'd been doing Ubers and stuff. Other than um, we Ubered to the train to go to the Cotswolds. But we said, hey, we've got to figure this out. Today's the day we're going to do it. And the best thing and the best hint I can give you is, well, two. Uh, the people working there are very nice, and you ask you t ask you ask them what train to get or underground to get to where you're going. And also, you don't have to have a ticket beforehand. The guys at the front desk they told us, "Oh, you can just use Apple Pay. Just put it up to the machine." So we were just on a little roll. Every machine we came up to, we just Apple Pay. We we're whoop, in, and then we're train changing trains, and it was great. So. If you find yourself in a place like that, especially in London, it's very, um, although busy, it is clean and people are nice and I really didn't ever feel mm -hmm. in any danger. Of it, no, of any and after our first day of going crazy with Apple Pay because it made it so easy with the trains, <laughs> we did double check and they it was charging us correctly. It wasn't very much. It was maybe a couple dollars or something. Yeah. So it was very affordable to use that transportation. So. Mm -hmm. And not that we need to go Sorry, into. Could you say that again? <laughs> not that we need to go into detail on every stop we took. You know, just a kind of grand overview. Um, but the next day after that, we went to Bath, England, which is a gorgeous location. It's probably uh, by train. It was a couple of hours mm -hmm. west of London, and from what we hear of the history there, it was kind of built and established by Italians so it looks a lot like I would imagine Italy it's very hilly all the houses and everything are built up on the hills and they're known they have a river running through it and they're known for their natural baths basically and they do have some Roman baths there mm -hmm. so it was really cool but of course by this time we were pretty worn down, so we figured we could use a massage. I mean, we were in bath, <laughs> so we did get a massage while we were there, and that, that, was it, that helped awesome. a lot. It really did, yeah. Our feet were killing us. We hadn't, we haven't walked this much in a really long time, if ever. So yeah, it was miles and miles and miles. Mm -hmm. So hint number two: if you're gonna choose to travel <clears throat> this way, where you kind of train in and out of a town and then you walk. Um, 
bring some good tennis shoes because it, it helps a lot. Mm-hmm. So I guess some of my main um, reflections on England, specifically London, it's very noticeable. They are some fit people. You you rarely saw an overweight person in London, especially in the underground, especially on their way to work. A lot of people bike. The, the working hours, we understand, are a little later that they can bike to work and um, change and shower there. And they walk fast yeah. all the time. So we were, we were trying to keep up. You know, we were trying <laughs> to fit in <laughs> going there. Oh, my there. gosh. So... Yeah. That was that was a one reflection, and boy, they love them some dogs too. There were dogs everywhere. Dogs on the train, dogs in the restaurants, dog treats. I mean, yeah, pretty much every restaurant we went into went into had a a, a, a jar of dog treats, and they were pet friendly, and they had dog water and whatever. So yeah, pretty much the whole city. I don't all the coffee shops. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of dogs, and their dogs are well-behaved. We didn't see any misbehaved dogs. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah, that was an interesting observation as well. Even more than Oregon, which Oregon has a lot of dogs, too. So, I don't know. Yeah. So, anything else on England? I'm, I know we're going to look back and say, oh, I should have said this or that, but do you have anything else? Well, just, um, this is kind of true for the whole UK, but every time we go into a restaurant, they ask us if there's any allergies I mean almost every place we went so they're just very conscious with allergens there's always a a vegetarian menu they have a lot of vegetarian options so it's just overall I think a more health conscious um, area and it was just very noticeable I think Mm -hmm. that was you know really in any in any establishment so yeah good point Okay, so then we decided that we were going to go to Scotland, and our home base there was Edinburgh. Don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but it's it's pretty close. So we took the train up there, which from uh, London was about a four and a half hour mm-hmm. train ride, which our travel days we found pretty nice because it actually gave us a built-in downtime that we didn't feel guilty because what we never wanted to do was be sitting in our rooms when there was life outside happening that mm-hmm. we needed to see so that was pretty cool yeah rest days mm-hmm. and those were those are really special times too for you and I because we got to we got to talk we got to talk about life we got to talk about our kids and mm-hmm. and um, it was we were reconnecting at at, a, at an adult level which was which was actually really nice mm-hmm. so and I mean I hadn't laughed this much in so long. And then we started having these little jokes that just built on each other. It w- it was so good. I mean, and we would just look at each other. <laughs> you know, if something happened and we knew exactly what the other was thinking, we, and it was, it was just like old times. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. It was 30 years later that we that we were uh you know spent any time like this but it it just came back like like nothing well and we used to have sleepovers and when we were younger and we would stay up really late carrie's dad would always um have to come in and tell us to be quiet because we would get to giggling and just we couldn't stop we couldn't go to sleep and so we had a couple of nights like that and and we tried to get (laughs) in our reservations we tried to get um, you know, separate beds if we could, but we found ourselves, you know, just like old times, sleeping in a, in a queen bed, and we just were giggling half the night away, and anyway, it was just really fun, so. And also, <clears throat> I have to mention, this reminded me of our childhood, too. Um, I was never a late sleeper. <laughs> I have always been kind of a morning person, and so um, I remember uh, sleepovers with Colleen and our other friend Stacy. And we'd be up, and then they would sleep in, like, all morning. And I'd be up, just bored, waiting for them. I'm not saying Colleen did that, but we had a routine that I got up a little earlier. (laughs) I took a little longer to get ready. Mm -hmm. And then I'd wake Colleen up (laughs) when it was time to go. I didn't, yeah, it worked. It worked. Carrie respected that I just needed, I need a little more sleep than you. That's also the other thing, too. You know, I, I am tired earlier, and I tend to sleep a little longer, so... We made it work. Yeah. We weren't irritated with each other, so that was a good thing. Yeah. So, 
in Edinburgh. London, let's put it back. London's flat, basically. And most of the places other than Bath, it got hilly there. But Edinburgh is nothing but hills. And we didn't know this. Hills and steps. Mm-hmm. And so we pull into the train station and whip out our Google map thing. And it, it you know, the it says how long it'll take to walk there. And it said about a... To the Airbnb. Yeah, a 10-minute walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10-minute So walk. we're like, ah, oh, 10 minutes. We'll just take our luggage and walk. We need to walk. It's been four and a half hours mm-hmm. in the train. Holy moly. <laughs> we were going up... <laughs> Well, first of all, just getting out of the train station was straight like up. straight up. It wasn't stairs yet, but it was straight up. Then we get to the main road, and we're following the Google Maps, and we cross over the roads, and then it tells us to take a left. I get that. It, sorry, <laughs> my 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 Apple Watch is thinking that I'm talking to her. Um, it tells us to at the next corner take this flight of stairs and that flight of stairs, and we're looking at each other like, oh my goodness, and we've got these huge heavy suitcases and a backpack and so we just we were so excited to be there though because the sun was out we'd been traveling for four and a half hours and it the landscape and the mountains it was just beautiful like jaw-dropping beautiful i can't even explain it mm-hmm. so we did it we looked like fools but <laughs> then we started laughing too because we <laughs> just were thinking what we looked like just vagabonds dragging just suitcases over cobblestone roads and mm-hmm. stairs but all that to say it, it was it. it was good mm-hmm. so then being how we like to get the local flavor we put our stuff down in our cool aid airbnb it was actually really cool yeah um and we'll give you all recommendations if you ever want to come in in the airbnbs we really like this one was really good what are those keys the key the actual like the keyhole keys, you know, like you're in the old timey. Yeah. They all had those. I know you're probably laughing, but it like when you're in an escape room or something, you have to find the the keyhole. And those were the keys that we had to use in, in actually in Edinburgh and, and in um, Ireland. But anyway, that was another just funny little observation. Like, wow, these keys really do exist still. Yeah. So then, you know, after walking around a bit, we said, okay, let's find a place to eat for the night and um so we go to this little uh, our airbnb was right in old town which is where a lot of the stuff is well there was a little pub there and it said featuring irish you know uh, not irish (laughs) scottish traditional scottish food so i'm like let's do it because i'm gonna Mm -hmm. try whatever it is so the place was cool i think it was called black bear or or something like that black something and so we go and I say, okay, well, I'm going to try this stuff, haggis, which is like the national dish of Scotland. And Colleen starts reading what's in it. And I was like, please don't tell me. I'm just, I'm going to get it. And it was interesting. Um, They served it with mashed potatoes and some other puree. And it was basically three scoops of mush. (laughs) Um, The haggis was the meat scoop of, of mush. And it, it actually had a really good flavor, um, but you don't want to know what's in it. But if, I, <laughs> Yeah, if you don't know what's in it, and I did take one bite. I, I was determined she was going to order the dishes, I was going to take one bite, and then I was going to order something safe on the side. So, But the haggis, you ate most of it, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, I liked it. And I don't think I even still have told you all the, what I Googled that was in it. But <laughs> the other thing is not every place puts all of the stuff that Google has, not all it's not all in there. That was the only reason I decided to take a bite. I'm like, this is probably a place that doesn't have all of the yucky stuff in yeah. it. So anyway. Well, and then um, we found out that it was going to be quiz night there, which is kind of like trivia night. And so we said, oh, what the heck? Let's try. You know, what could be easier to play trivia against Scottish people who are probably going to ask about rugby and soccer or football? <laughs> but anyway, it was very fun. And mm-hmm. out of 25 teams... We came in third to last, so we weren't even last. No, we came in 22nd. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty, that was good. <laughs> Thanks to you, I didn't realize that you are a trivia queen. Mm-mm. I mean, she would sit there and she'd like close her eyes and like block me out and she'd just be like thinking and tapping her foot, tapping her foot. And then all of a sudden she'd blurt out the answer and so we'd type it in our phones because it was a, it was a um, touchless whatever yeah. um, trivia. But 
No, you were you did amazing on the trivia. I think I got Elvis's date of birth right. That was pretty much no death. Year of death. Year of death. Elvis's year of death. Yes. I remember that because my Uncle Jim uh, was an Elvis fan, and I remembered that he was pretty devastated when um, Elvis died, so <laughs> I don't know. So then the next day, um, we're going up to Inverness, Scotland, from Edinburgh, which is kind of in the Highland, Scotland area. I think it's kind of the base of it, so it's up into more mountains. We saw snow on the way there. My grandmother's family... Um, kind of descended from that area that's why we wanted to check it out and also the Loch Ness is right there too so it was another beautiful area um, the town has a football team and it was a Saturday and so this was about a three-hour uh, train ride up there so after the first stop some guys got on probably college age early 20s something like that mm -hmm. And they were um, they were going to the football game that day, but they had brought some some drinks with them, uh -huh. and they they got started about nine in the morning and started singing, and then they started taking requests from the crowd. We were the fans at that point, <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's giving them songs to play and sing. There was a guy um, from Greece there, and so he had them play some Greek music, and he showed them some Greek dances. This is all on the train. Yeah, we've it, never seen anything like it on any of our other train rides yet to this point. It was very entertaining, but it was fun. Mm -hmm. And then um, Inverness itself was, was gorgeous, and the cow? You wanna? Oh, yeah. So my daughter um, recently purchased um, a Scottish Highland cow, and she absolutely loves it, and she wants to, you know, breed this cow, and, and um, so I, I've had my eye out. I was having my, I was, I was hoping to see a Scottish Highland cow, so um, we weren't into, we weren't as high up into the Highlands as probably where most of them were, but um, on our way back, we had an Uber driver that we just asked him, could you take us to, you know, find these cows and he there's a little bit of a language challenge so he wasn't quite understanding at first and then all of a sudden he understood which kind of cows we wanted to see and he took us off the beaten path I don't know three miles or five miles or something and we found a field that had these Scottish Highland cows in it and he got out with us he was so cute and he's running around the field trying to find the best place to take pictures of the cows and so anyway, I got to see my cows. My heart was full. I got to send my daughter a picture of the of the Scottish Highland cows in Scotland, and it was just a it was just a fun day. And I'm sure you've all seen them. They're on like in Hobby Lobby or what or whatever. They're the cute little cows with the long fluffy the hair. The shaggy bangs. Yeah, the shaggy bangs. <laughs> anyway, they really do exist in Scotland, and that was a really fun thing to see too. So yeah, so that was another fun day. Um, Scotland itself, you know, I think my son asked me before we left for the trip, you know, of the three countries you're going to, which are you most excited about? And I said, ah, I don't really know which one I'm most excited about, but probably I'm least excited about Scotland. I don't know why, you know, I just, I guess mm -hmm. it's not as popularized or, or something. But, you know, in the end, I found it just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Um and very difficult to understand the accents. <laughs> I tried, I tried. I went to the grocery store one morning and had an entire conversation with the, the man checking me out and I have no earthly idea what he said <laughs> at all. And I mean, this is English and I cannot make it out. It was what? tough. Yeah, their accent is very hard. And we were listening very hard, very intently trying to figure it out. But um, it was it was very difficult, very difficult to understand the Scottish mm -hmm. accent. So, But but very nice people as well. Oh, you yeah. Know, and was... we had so much fun just in, in Edinburgh. Just, try, you know, there was um, on the streets, there were entertainers, there was... Um, you know, bagpipes. <laughs> we, we got our picture taken with a bagpipe player, and I was trying to, you know, get the picture to where we were both in it, and Carrie's just trying to avoid getting hit by the bagpipes <laughs> because they were, um, they are kind of, anyway, that was fun. <laughs> and then the Edinburgh Castle is, was oh, really cool. Gosh, we we toured that, mm -hmm. and I mean, ancient, ancient, you know, and it, 
just a fortress it was uh, in the times of the wars that they've had there. Mm -hmm. So that was really interesting. And just in general, the architecture and the buildings in all of the, these countries, England, Scotland, and Ireland, I mean, they have buildings dating back to 1100, 1200, you know, before America was even, you know, formed officially and just so much history mm -hmm. and that gave me perspective too like you know and a lot of times why these people are so um, loyal to their mm -hmm. countries you know because it, you know they just don't throw stuff away like sometimes we do tear a building down they take pride in it and restore it and even the the Airbnb we stayed in it had to be the building itself had to be over a hundred years old. Oh yeah. But it was gorgeously redone and mm -hmm. just yeah, that everywhere. Yeah, everywhere it was. And there was lots of we would always see scaffolding too. So they were constantly working on restoration of these old, old buildings, old churches, um, and uh, and most of the churches were still having services too. Mm -hmm. So I mean, yeah, we we saw so much that I really appreciated Carrie's. Um, intentionality in kind of journaling and diary you know I was tired at the end of the day and she was intent on <laughs> <laughs> on getting our little journal done for the Facebook posting because and that that's really special that is actually really special something that we will look, be able to look back on too so I really appreciated that well thank you yeah. and we also didn't want to forget it and we didn't want to forget it yeah, yeah you kept telling me all day long write this down I would say ideas for the journal posting you'd say write it down write it down and I <laughs> I wasn't very good at that. And at the end of the day, I couldn't remember. I know. I'd be in the middle of writing it. I, I'd say, what was the name of that place again? She's like, oh, I think it's this. And I was like, look it up. We have to be <laughs> accurate. accurate. <laughs> anyway. I wanted to live in the moment. I didn't. <laughs> she wanted to sleep. I know. <laughs> no. But so Scotland, wonderful. But then there was the logistics. So we were there about four days. So four days. Four nights um, in London, mm -hmm. four-ish nights in Edinburgh. and But to get to Ireland, you know, there's a body of water you have to cross. And there's really not an easy way. You can, you know, take a train so far, a bus so far. You can take a ferry, then another bus on the other side. So we decided that we were just going to fly from Edinburgh to um, Belfast, Northern Ireland. Mm -hmm. um, so that cut out some time because we didn't want to spend, you know, 13 hours traveling just to go this not that long of a distance. But little so, did we know that the airport was not quite as advanced as other airports we've been in. So we spent several hours in the airport trying to get on our flight. That was Edinburgh. Yeah. Oh, that was in Edinburgh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So... But yeah, I, it was really special to me. I mean, Carrie got to uh, visit the part of the Highlands where her um, ancestors were from, and I really wanted to see a place up in Northern Ireland where my great-grandmother was born, and just before my trip, um, my mom was able to get in touch with one of her cousins and get an address for, uh, for where my great-grandmother was born in 1901. And we were told that the, the building still existed. And so it was really important and special to me to be able to um, at least look for that. So we just, out of the blue, we reserved a, an Airbnb in, it was called London Dairy slash Dairy. Um, it's been abbreviated um, to Dairy in some of the, I don't know why, but. It depends apparently if you're Protestant or Catholic. Oh yeah, Protestant or Catholic. So anyway. We got to that location, and, and Carrie at first was like, well, I don't know how many days we want to spend there, but it didn't really make sense to spend less than two nights because we were getting there towards the end of the day. So um, we were able to get up, and I plugged the address into my Google Maps and come to find out it was less than a mile to the location where um, where my grandmother was born from our Airbnb. So we took off walking. Once Straight uphill, I might add, again. Straight uphill, and, but we were blessed with beautiful sunshine mm -hmm. yet again. And so we headed up there, and all of a sudden, we come around the corner, and I'm thinking, oh, boy, we're getting close. And I didn't, I saw a school, but I didn't see her house. So, um, but then right on the other side of the school, sure enough, we found the house. We found all of the indicators that we were at the right place. And um, so we took a video and some pictures, and that was actually really, really special. I was picturing my... My great-grandmother, um, as a child, you know, walking around the towns, walking around the streets of the of Londonderry, and 
that was just really special. So yeah, yeah that was really fun. And it was it, another gorgeous, gorgeous um, town slash city. You know, we we walked the hills, the parks, the views mm -hmm. were great. It's right on um, a bay. I think it's a bay or mm -hmm. the sea or something. So it was waterfront as we were coming in by train and just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. You know, bridges over it, everyone out walking again. I think it's because the weather was so unseasonably warm. I mean, from the day we got to England, it was in the upper 60s, I think even 70 uh, one day. And then it stayed in the 60s. Even in Scotland, they were saying sometimes it wasn't that warm even in the summers. And then into Northern Ireland, still in the 60s, mm -hmm. and sunny, and uh, we just couldn't believe our mm -hmm. fortune. Um, yeah. And everyone was saying, oh, you're so lucky. But it really did make everything better. I know that if it would have been rainy and super cold, all the walking we did would not have been possible. So, Yeah, yeah. I we mean, got to go everywhere we wanted to go. We pretty much walked everywhere. Because we'd find a little restaurant. I mean, if it was a mile away, a mile and a half, we knew we could do it. And um, yeah, that was a that was that was a lot of fun mm -hmm. to be able to do that. And we never would have thought to visit Londonderry if we didn't have an address where my grandmother lived. So that was just kind of another natural little um, gift um, that uh, that part of Northern Ireland. We had, we met some folks on the train on the way there. We we traveled on a, on Sunday. Um, and it was uh, Mother's Day in the UK, and so we met some delightful people that were on their way back after having lunch with their um, with their families, and they gave us all kinds of information. They grabbed our pens and papers and our phones, and they were writing stuff down for us, telling us what we needed, where we needed to eat, and what we needed to see. And um, probably probably one of my favorite places. Yeah. Londonderry was probably ended up being one of my favorite places to visit. The okay. people were wonderful. Mm -hmm. They definitely were. And they were easier to understand. A little bit. Yeah, that's true. They just still had a little bit of a, an accent, but, but better I, than Scotland. I. I. Oh, that's right, because he was trying to, the one guy was trying to tell you to look something up on YouTube, and you were like, I have no idea what you He saying. kept saying, like, U-Tran, and I said, he goes, you have U-Tran in the United States, don't you? And I said, no. He's like, you know, on the internet, U-Tran. And I said, no. He goes, Y-O-U-T-U-B-E. I said, oh, YouTube. Yeah, we have YouTube. <laughs> I mean, it was that, it, it got down to spelling a yeah. lot. But, yeah, just they were gracious with cool us. and delightful people. We did find out that they don't serve food after, like, 8 o'clock at night. And it yeah. was about 7 o'clock as we were rolling in. So one of the ladies was trying to tell me to, a place to call and get reservations or or that she thought would be um, available. So she goes, here, call right now. I'll give you my phone. She dials the number. I call. I said, uh, do you have, <laughs> are, how late are you open? Do you have reservations? The lady was telling me something I did not understand at all. Yeah, that's right. So I'm trying to give the phone back to the lady and say, can you help? And she thought it, I couldn't hear. So she put it on speaker. And, and I said, I can't understand. And the lady was telling me they were at capacity or something like that. But, you mm -hmm. know, she was trying to help. But I was like, can you help me? I don't understand. <laughs> they were so insistent, though, that we find the right places to eat. So yeah. we did end up finding a place that was open till 9, I think, that night. Yeah. So anyway. So that was fun. But then we needed to head on south to... Um, Dublin area and we knew we knew going into this that we weren't going to be able to see 5% of any of the countries we were going to we wanted just to get an idea high level but yeah what they were like know if we wanted to come back which one we'd want to come back to um, so we knew we wanted to go down near Dublin to do that you have to go through Belfast on the train so Belfast I think geography wise <laughs> It's kind of the lower part of Northern Ireland. Mm -hmm. So we had to switch trains there. So we're coming from Northern Ireland, which is still part of the UK. And we're coming into Ireland, Southern Ireland, Ir the Republic of Ireland, which is um, not part of the UK. So they used euros in Southern Ireland and Northern Ireland used pounds still. But anyway, we get on our second train in Belfast to go to Dublin 
and they tell us that we can't go because there's been a bomb threat on the tracks and that we're all going to have to get off and be bussed around the area and rejoin it in a in another section um which you know we didn't really know what to think of that but anyway on the bus we met a really cool girl named Natasha she was <clears throat> she was born in Dublin and and born and raised there she's lived in Australia the last few years she met her husband who is from Northern Ireland and they just moved back there so she was coming down from Northern Ireland to Dublin but she told us this sort of stuff mm -hmm. she was like she she saw that we were from the U.S. She was like, oh, these girls are going to think so bad. <laughs> but she told us it doesn't usually happen, but, you know, stuff like that still does happen. Well, and nobody was freaking out, mm -hmm. so we didn't freak out. We we thought, boy, nobody's... We sat on the train for a long time till they got a bus there for us, but nobody seemed too bothered by the news that there was a bomb threat, and so we just went with the flow and figured, well, we'll stick with these people, so... Mm -hmm. And we took our bus, got on, got around the dangered area apparently, and um, got on the train again and kept on going. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But the, the cool thing about Natasha is her and her husband own a now Airbnb, Air, not Airbnb, bed and breakfast mm -hmm. in Northern Ireland on a coastal town. And so she was, she was so cool. So if you ever come over, I have her contact information mm -hmm. if you want a cool. Um, bed and breakfast on the coast. We wish we would have met her before. Yeah. We would have totally stayed with her, but yeah. <clears throat> oh, and then trying to find our. So we ended up in. Um, we ended up heading towards Dublin, Dublin, and we were having a little bit of a difficult time finding an Airbnb. Um, just kind of last minute, we had one that we almost got, and and then somebody else beat us to it before we could confirm, and. So we found this other one that said close to the airport. We knew we needed to fly out. And so we, I went ahead and told Carrie quickly about it. And I said, it's got really good reviews. And she's like, yeah, let's just grab it. So <laughs> so we did. We grabbed it. Uh, um, but we, we probably should have looked into it a little bit more than we did um, because we'd never done anything quite like this particular one before. <laughs> so... Um, do you want to tell them more about that? Okay, so did you mention it was in Rush? No, no, okay. I just said outside of Dublin. Yeah, so a little northwest, um, almost like suburb, about 30 minutes from Dublin downtown, on the water, on the, on the, um, oh yeah, on the sea, on the shore, on the shore, mm -hmm. yeah, of the Irish Sea, and so that, that was cool, and the day we got there, it was still sunny, mm -hmm. it had cooled down a little bit, so, so that was nice, so we were like, okay, great, a place on the, the sea, and, um, the lady came and got us from the train station, that was really nice, mm -hmm. um, but we soon realized that we weren't the only, um, boarders in this <laughs> house, that we were sharing, it was almost like a, hostel yeah so she rented multiple rooms and we shared a bathroom it seemed like with a, a singular of, bathroom with a lot, with of, a people. lot of people Which, um, in and of itself it wasn't a problem it's just that I always had my my um, settings set to only pull up Airbnbs where we didn't share I mean we just it was just a choice we just didn't it was just going to be more convenient for us to not have to share bathrooms and and that kind of thing. So we just typically that those weren't the kind of things that popped up in my searches. Um, and there was nothing wrong with it. It's just this house was was older and um, with the other guests that were everywhere, it was pretty noisy. And then the biggest thing was just sharing basically kind of one bathroom with I don't know, maybe three, four, five, six of it. This yeah. morning there was several people mm -hmm. trying to. Um, trying to take a shower so you know the older you get you like to have I mean if I can just be blunt you can you like to have your bathroom time everybody <laughs> needs their bathroom time before they hit the road and it was just a little less um, convenient um, and then the house was a little bit um, odd uh, the decor was was a little bit odd so anyway we just made the best it of was it. the type that it would seem like there were like peepholes in places <laughs> it was it, but anyway it was fine and you know chandelier with candles yeah uh, <laughs> couldn't find the light switches <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. it was interesting but you know again kind of got us out of our comfort zone and you know we thought you know let's make the best of it it was a small little town and we were able to um, go into Dublin yesterday and spend some time there 
And there we learned that weather made a huge difference because mm -hmm. yesterday was the first day it was cold. It had <coughs> rained a little bit overnight. It was cloudy. It was in the low 40s with a strong wind. Felt like 35, I mm -hmm. think the thing said. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just don't want to be out walking miles and miles and miles. So we still had so much to see. So we <laughs> we still did it. We, um, we got in the top of a bus because we wanted to get a city tour because we knew... We knew we didn't have as much time as we wanted, so we wanted to get the high-level um, highlights of Dublin. So we went ahead and bought a bus ticket. Um, Carrie figured out how to do that. So we got a bus ticket, a tour bus, and we figured out how to get on it. And then we decided to go ahead and sit on the top uncovered area because it wasn't raining at that point because we wanted to get good pictures. So uh, we still did it because we knew we wanted to, but we got really chilled and we had to find some soup after that to warm us up and yeah it was a little a little less enjoyable weather wise but uh we still got to see everything we wanted to see yeah. so yeah. It, it was good and so then <clears throat> this morning that brings us to today we woke up i mean we we went back from dublin to brush where we were staying and then um caught a train from rush to the Dublin airport, flew back to London, which is where we are now. Um, unlike when we came to the UK, there were no travel restrictions. You didn't have to have a COVID test or anything, but we did find during this trip that the US requires um, a negative COVID test to get back in. Colleen had a friend who told us that last week who did not get a negative COVID test and you basically get stuck here. Um, so we were started panicking. Yeah, luckily, mm -hmm. we both tested negative today, so we're medically cleared to travel tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure when this will air, but anyway, we were excited about that. We're not, you know, it's always at the end of the trip. You always have those. Oh, I wish it could go on forever. I don't want to go back to the real world. Followed by I miss my kids. You know, mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. So. We've been in that phase for a couple of days here, you know, just trying to wind down. Well, we're trying to just prepare, I guess, for the trip back. And and we also, I, I guess, I don't think I've even said this to you yet, Carrie, but um, you said something to me a couple of days ago that you're like, you know, especially during COVID, like this is the most you've talked to another human being yeah. in person. And, you know, it really got me thinking, too, that like COVID has really done a number on us, even even though we haven't even... You know, we're still working, we're still Zoom calling, but we're not having that social interaction, and that is such an important part of our lives. I have thoroughly enjoyed um, the last two weeks, and I'm going to try not to get emotional here, but, um, you know, reconnecting with you, and not just that, but reconnecting at this age that we are, and it's a pivotal age for both of us, and I don't know why. I mean, we both feel like we met a, a woman this morning that was 98 years old, and she still had most of her faculties, and she was telling us different things. Um, and we were on, on the way to the Dublin airport, and and we got to thinking, or I got to thinking, you know, she's basically, like, I feel like my life is half over at age 50. Like, I, I want to live to 100, and I really feel like we have 50 more years to to really just explore the, explore the world and to see to see other things and to mm -hmm. meet other people and to, you know, just basically um, expand our expand our view on life. And with us reconnecting, it has just been really, really special. And we didn't realize what was missing, I guess, is kind of right. kind of where where I'm going with that. Right. So. I totally agree. And <laughs> I mean, it kind of to close the loop on being stuck and how travel can help you get out of it. it it's the people you meet it's the mm -hmm. the cultures you go to you realize that you know being in your own cocoon is not healthy all the time I mean literally when I told Colleen that I was like I'm talking to you all day every day I don't do that you know to anybody mm -hmm. you know and it actually <laughs> like we were talking about being introverts and extroverts and I'm definitely an introvert like I need some alone time to <laughs> to regenerate but it wasn't bad and I told Colleen I was like usually if I'm traveling with somebody day four or five I'm like okay <laughs> I'm about over this person's snoring or 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 whatever it is this right. habit they have of picking their teeth it could be anything you know right but it hasn't been like that it's been like gosh it's just been 
Well, and I kind of feel like it's because we're both at a stage of life where there's so much more to life than being selfish. And I feel like a lot of, you know, when people are difficult to travel with, I'll just use that example because we both have traveled with people over the, over the years, whether it's our families or friends or whatever, there's a selfishness involved, whether it's my discomfort or my, you know, dissatisfaction or I'm not, you know, it's my agenda, that kind of thing where we both came with literally like this open book. We didn't know what we were doing. We booked our plane ticket in a restaurant in December, and we knew we were going. That's really all we knew for sure. The rest of it was just an adventure. And, and when you get to that point in your life, you know, we'd save some money, and we were, you know, we knew that, that we could afford this trip, and we knew that we, um, that our families are old enough to not, you know, need us as, as much during the two weeks that we were gone. And it was just really freeing and really invigorating. And I know we both had support um, from our families to go to come on this trip, which is definitely has definitely helped as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just been really cool. I, I still think we're going to come up with things after we get home that we learned and things that we, mm-hmm. um, you know, that have challenged us um, to even try. And I'm not saying we have to take another humongous trip again, but just, you know, let, what's the next thing? Like, there's so much more out yeah. there. So, And again, not saying that everybody has to travel or I mean we know that there's different restrictions we know that finances are a thing but if you make up your mind to do anything and save I've saved you Mm -hmm. know it's not like I just have disposable income that low you know but I also knew I wanted to be a little bit free on the trip Mm -hmm. and not just be you know pinching pennies along the Mm -hmm. way so, you know, I, I just want to encourage, if you can, even if it's just going to the next state, I actually know people who've never been out of the state mm-hmm. they were born in. How much perspective can you have on life, you know, or on the world? Mm-hmm. I just, I'm encouraging you, if you can, yeah. to do it. And and I'm wondering why, why I waited so long, because... Those days, you keep saying, someday, 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 someday I'll do this, or I wish I've always wanted to. Just make your make the decision. Draw the line in the sand. Yeah, do something. Yeah. No, my husband has gone on lots of trips, lots of humanitarian trips, lots of mission trips. With the, He's even taken the kids um, a few times over the years. And, and this particular trip was my trip, and I was ready to go, and I was so grateful and thankful that Carrie was ready at the same time. And that we got to that we got to go together I mean this was just Mm -hmm. this was just really cool so Mm -hmm. it's really encouraging and and the other thing we noticed um you know we both have really busy jobs of course I'm probably going backwards but I don't want to have regrets and not say it um (laughs) was just the the people in London have a different perspective on life number one they their working hours are shorter they're they're, London or Londonderry no well London because we were walking around um the train station and it got really busy at like 9 a.m. And, okay. and like everybody goes to work at 9 you, you mentioned that with biking to work and different things and and um, just the focus on health and the focus on, it appeared the focus on balance I, I don't we didn't meet everybody I'm sure there's I'm sure there's certain you know professions and different things that people are workaholics but um, we both realized we don't want to be workaholics we want balance <coughs> in our lives we want to be able to take time off and enjoy life and if you don't just put it on the calendar, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can have excuses for everything. I Another thing Carrie's had to deal with, uh, or you, I guess I should just talk to you directly. You've had to deal with my stupid hot flashes, which literally just started. <laughs> I mean, this phase of life we're in, it, it just kind of stinks sometimes. But, um, you know, we'll be on the train and we'll be freezing or whatever. And all of a sudden, I'm just ripping off my coat because it is, I'm just like pouring sweat. Or in the middle of the night, you know, Carrie's freezing in the bedroom. And, you know, I'm like... She's getting up in the middle of the night and turning the heat off. <laughs> because I'm hot. It just happens all of a sudden. So, you know, I mean, we, there's always excuses. And, you know, I just, I want to enjoy the last half of my life as well. So, yeah. Well, I can't really think of any final words other than uh, if you listen this far, you must care a little bit. <laughs> I don't know how long we've been two, talking, actually. Two uh, ladies just reminiscing, but really, <laughs> the p- whole point of it was if you want to get unstuck, do something outside your comfort zone. Because you will experience amazing things that you don't even know 
are going to happen. And so. even if you look like a fool, we have looked like straight up fools sometimes, mm -hmm. this, this thing. But then you're like, who cares? That's you know? also been another theme. Who cares? Yeah, you. I've been proud of you, actually. You've ordered the food, talked to the people, and I'm trying. I'm following right behind <laughs> you, but I'm thinking, wow, this was not my introverted friend in high school. Like, I've... I think you really were set out to to do that kind of thing on this trip, and it's been really inspirational to me as well. So Thank you. Yeah. Well, this has been fun, Colleen. I'm sure if the people want you back, you'll come <laughs> back for another time, won't you? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, yeah, as we're winding down our last, our final night before we fly home tomorrow, and we probably won't see each other for... Mm -hmm. several months after this and I'm sad about that too because yep. I feel like we finally got the gift of reconnection and we're going to have to be intentional to um, you keep know, it going keep it going absolutely yep well here's to our next trip all right all right same thing bye 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 thank you for listening to the beacons of bravery podcast if you enjoyed the show I would love it if you would go and rate and review the show and also share it with somebody who you think would benefit from listening to the message I would also love to connect with you on Instagram, or you can email me at beaconsofbravery at gmail.com. I hope something that you heard today will help you go out and live a more joy-filled, inspired life. Don't keep playing it safe. Be brave today. And of course, a huge shout out to Steve Denny for providing the music for this podcast.